This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show, bringing you all the latest Arsenal news and updates regarding players moving in and out and, of course, the clubs, uh, or rather the news around the club as well, uh, including plenty of the existing players, which has dominated the discussion over the last 24 hours or so. Yesterday, obviously, brought with it the news regarding Aubameyang. We discussed it in a lot of detail uh, in yesterday's preview show. I was joined uh, by Tariq, Tom, and, of course, Joe, to talk all about the West Ham game, but, of course, looking at the Aubameyang captaincy situation. So if you want to hear a lot of discussion around that, do go listen to our preview show that came out yesterday evening. But we will, of course, be tackling it a little bit more today and getting a lot more of your thoughts and feelings in the comments section as well um good morning to everybody in the chat box uh hope you're doing good we got ali we got benji joining i mean i mean where's kaiser kaiser's fifth today oh kaiser slacking in the chat box this morning ali and benji and matchy and guna 0411 with the top four spots in saying good morning to everybody good morning to you kaiser good morning to brad samuel amen good morning to olu ade uh, thanks very much for the kind words, mate. Really appreciate them. Kevin, Grandpa Saurus, Marcus, uh, good morning to Wilson, or Mark Wilson, sorry. Uh, Mike, Mr. Ginger Gooner, Gigson, we've got Sakub, we've got Terry, Russell, Jose, Jonathan, Marcus, uh, Kevin, Daniel, Ibra, we've got AV in here. Uh, we've got Marcus, I've already said hello to Marcus. Double morning for Marcus. Nick B, uh, Hamoud, uh, we've got Stephen Kersian, Daniel, uh, thank you to all of you that are all uh, tuning in. And uh, Yemi says, come on, Tommy boy, we're waiting on you. First time catching this live, courtesy of a 10-hour night shift. Well done to you. But get some sleep, mate. You can always catch up, mate. You can always catch up. Marshall says, TGT is the only YouTuber who be doing them early live streams at 3 a.m. over here in New York, and I still can't miss any. No, I am an LFC fan, but love the concept. Marshall, again, you can catch up on these, but thank you for the continued support. As always, these are the 8am shows in the UK, uh, bringing you all the latest information every day and the daily discussion as well. But let's crack on 
by telling you, as always, to go and listen to the Arsenal way. I am returning today. Work re-begins, if that is even a word. Restarts is probably what it was. I've been having a very, very nice time away on annual leave. But today I'm back. And uh, 9.30 this morning we'll be discussing, uh, along with some guests, as always, in an hour and a half's time. So if you are listening at 3 a.m., you're mad people. Tune in at 4.30 a.m., over on the Arsenal way, or if you're in the UK, 9.30am. That's a much more reasonable hour. But do make sure that you are tuning in. Now, a really interesting link uh, to a player I've never heard of, Mohamed Ali Cho of Angers. Now, previously of Everton's youth system, left Everton, joined Angers, and has actually, at 17 years of age, already broken into their first team in League 1, playing senior football in one of, top five, uh, one of Europe's top five leagues. And Arsenal were said to be interested in a move for the young striker. He scored two goals in 13 games so far at the age of 17. So, you know, impressive, you have to say, to be getting into those sides in Liga. And also, a nice segue into Balogun, of course. It gives you kind of that indication that these young strikers can be given a chance to play in France at certain clubs. So that's going to be an interesting one. But Mohamed Ali Cho, Arsenal have reportedly pulled out of any negotiations for the striker. I imagine this may have had something to do with Callan Edwards, a young 18-year-old striker that's looking to leave the under-18s at the moment with several clubs like RB Leipzig and Liverpool interested in him. Um, but Mohamed Ali Cho is not going to be turning up at Arsenal. Uh, and Arsenal are said to have pulled out of any negotiation. Oh, dear. <clears throat> any negotiation for the player. But ultimately, because uh, there's not loads to discuss in regards to the frequency of stories, but there's quite a lot to discuss around these last two stories. Mavropanos, we sent on loan to Stuttgart, where, of course, Sven Mislintat is their main recruiter and, of course, was the man that brought in Mavropanos to the club uh, when he first joined. But a £3 million option is all that is needed for Stuttgart to sign Mavropanos on a permanent deal. Now, the problem is, is that he has been very, very good. So good, in fact, that Stuttgart want to sell him and are open to selling him. And not only are they open to selling him, but when they sign him for £3 million, they want to sell him for £20. £20 million, a £17 million profit is reportedly what Mavropanos will be earning Stuttgart. More than five times the amount that Arsenal were able to sell him for to Stuttgart. It seems like Arsenal have been absolutely done over. I remember when this first news story came about, what we were discussing is, is 3 million too small? And I think the overall consensus was it absolutely was a ridiculously small amount of money that Arsenal would um, be letting Mavropanos leave for a young Bundesliga-proven centre-half that's only ever improving to lose him £17 million. Newcastle United, West Ham and Borussia Dortmund are all said to be interested in Mavropanos and would be willing to pay the figure of £20 million supposedly to bring in Mavropanos to their sides. It does look like Arsenal have made a bit of an error, not necessarily regarding letting him go because it wasn't ever a case where he was going to, you know, he was never going to get into Arsenal's team. But the amount of money that we're letting him leave for at three million does seem quite crazy. Um, so there you go. Um, Matt says they want to sell him for twenty million. Doesn't mean that they will. True, but I still reckon it will go for a fair whack in the market. That's for sure. Raul says he's a good defender, but he does not suit Arteta's ball playing centre back. I would recommend watching him, Rahul, if that's your viewpoint, because his passing is 
pretty darn good. Um, anyway, the final story obviously continues to revolve around Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and the captaincy situation. I know I was really able to give my full thoughts on this in our show yesterday because I was more interested in getting the thoughts of our members. Um, but in regards to how I do feel about this situation, I said on the Arsenal Lounge on Monday that I would strip him of the captaincy. Uh, Mo agreed in the sense that if Arsenal were going to do anything, it had to be something big. They had to strip him of the captaincy. It couldn't be a case of outing him in a press conference or outing him in an interview and then that being that. If you're going to out him, go big, go hard, strip the captaincy, move on. And that is exactly what we've done. Um, and that for me is, you know, it's a, it's a strange situation. It's a necessary situation is what it is. It's one that we needed to make. It's a decision that needed to happen. And unfortunately, it's now got to the stage where the relationship between the Yang and Arteta is, as the athletic quote, at breaking point. Um He's not going to be available for tonight's game against West Ham. We don't know if he's going to be available for the game against Leeds at the weekend. It is going to be a a frustrating period for him and an unknown period because when it leads into the January window, there are supposedly links with Barcelona. That has been a group that have been pushed into the forefront of the conversation once again. And if we were to allow him to leave in January, I can't see Arsenal not being able to bring someone in as a replacement because Lacazette on his own and Balogun who's going to leave on loan. That's not meant to rhyme. <laughs> um, you know, that that's not enough to cover us until the end of the season. And surely Arsenal would need to bring in someone during the January window if Aubameyang is to leave. It wouldn't surprise me if he wanted to leave. I don't know who's going to... I don't know how Barcelona is going to afford his wages or any associated transfer fee. Um, or any other club for that matter, because £300,000 per week, he would have to be willing to take a significant pay cut, I imagine, if he wanted to. Loads of Barcelona players have had to restructure their wages of late. So £300,000 a week at Barca? Absolutely not. Do not see that happening. Um, but, you know, weirder things have happened, and we'll have to follow this closely. In regards to who could be taking over as captain of Arsenal, four names have been mentioned by Chris Wheatley in his breaking story yesterday. Alexandre Lacazette, Ben White, Martin Odegaard and Kieran Tierney are said to be at the forefront of discussions around who could take over the captaincy from Aubameyang. My expectation is that Lacazette will be named captain this evening against West Ham and will probably hold the armband until the end of the season when he leaves. A new captain will then be selected in the summer. That's where my head is at regarding this discussion and conversation. It allows players like Martin Erdegaard to bed in further and Ben White and we get to see how Kieran Tierney's position in the team will you know, develop and evolve with the rise of Nuno Tavares as well. So they need to pick someone that's the correct choice. They need to pick someone who's going to be a long-term option because I think I saw an interesting stat that Tony Adams was Arsenal captain for 14 years and in the last 14 years, we've had 11 captains. And that needs to change. Arsenal need a stalwart. Arsenal need someone that's going to come in and be their leader for the foreseeable future and add some stability and consistency and also, you know, be someone that is going to be an authoritative figure, someone to look up to, someone that's going to deliver what the manager wants to the squad and someone that can be depended upon. I don't want the coolest captain in the league, as Aubameyang put it. I want the best captain in the league. That's what I want. Someone who's a leader, someone who knows how to lay down the law and deliver what the manager wants. That's what I want to see at Arsenal Football Club. We haven't had that so far. We'll wait and see. 
I know that a few people are suggesting Granite Xhaka was also mentioned, and I have seen those uh, reports. That was kind of around the leadership group that Arteta described. It would be very Arsenal um, to select Granite Xhaka as their future captain once again. I hope that's not the case. Let's jump into the chat box, though. We're going to go through some of your questions, your thoughts, and your theories in the last 10 minutes or so of today's show. So do be getting them into the chat box as we go through as many of them as feasibly possible. Let's jump into the chat box and let's scroll up a little bit to see if I missed anything. Uh, Kaz says, Tom, I listen to all your videos, but first time I've caught you live at 8am today. Thanks for your excellent info. Thanks, Kaz. Really appreciate the support. Uh, love reading for your kind comments, guys, as always. Uh, we actually, I think uh, I got an email this morning saying like, how we'd done in 2021 on the channel. I think I saw something like people have left nearly 20,000 comments on videos, which is just mental. <laughs> I mean, if you think about that, how 20,000 comments. I'm just going to get the calculator out. 20,000 and we do a show pretty much every single day. I mean, you're leaving at least 55 comments on each video. That's ridiculous. That shows community, that does. Um, and I love the fact that we've grown this this community here. That I mean, I love the fact that everyone comes into the videos and says more into each other, that we've grown kind of this, you know, communicative, respectful place of discussion. And you know that you're going to come here and be able to put across your opinion if it's respectful. And other people are going to listen. Other people are going to discuss. They might disagree with you, but they're going to discuss it with you. And I think that's what we've grown here. And the Discord server as well with, I mean, how many people have we now got in the Discord server? I think it's it's nearly it's nearly 200 people. Um, so thank you so much. If you want to join our Discord server, link to membership is in the description. And join up as an expert member or a TGT ambassador. And you can join our Discord server and get to come on the show like Tariq and Joe and Tom did yesterday. So uh Look forward to seeing plenty more of that. If you are new to the channel, first of all, welcome. This is our morning show we do every single day at 8 a.m. UK time where you get the chance to throw in your questions after we run through all of the last news for the 24 hours that we probably, uh, some of you may have missed. Let's jump, though, to your questions. We start with Gunnar HD, who says, Tom, thoughts on Renata Sanchez, Awa, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and Jonathan David. Renata Sanchez, not for me, too injured. Awa, not for me, too inconsistent, although haven't seen too much this season. So that is an opinion that's based off of previous seasons. He may have changed. Let me know if he has. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is one of my first picks. And Jonathan David would be a very, very good acquisition as well. There's my very short thoughts. Zach says, if Mavropanos is only an option, uh, yeah. So what it is, is it pretty much is an obligation, Zach, unless Stuttgart get relegated. If Stuttgart get relegated, it turns into an option, which they can still activate. Basically, be prepared for him to leave. It's as simple as that. We have no control. Similar over the Genduzi situation, we can't really control whether or not he stays. Uh, if Marseille pay the money, he will go, and both clubs are expected to pay the money. Rich Cosver says, Kieran Tierney is my choice from those four, but he's a bit injury prone. It's not a question, Rich. <laughs> You're fooling me with the capital Q. I see you. Marcus says Q. Spot on, Relacker. Short term and gives Ramsdale, Odegaard, etc. Time to again. That's not a question. I see what you guys are doing. You've recognised I'm reading out the capital Qs. Come on, let's not fool TC. Let's throw in some proper questions into the chat box, people. I see what you're doing. Nick B, do we... There we go. You see, Nick knows his stuff. He knows what a question is. Do we put Lacazette on rice to stifle West Ham's engine? Um, 
I mean, I think we can pretty much guarantee that Lacazette's going to drop deep anyway. Um, I'm hoping that Partey, if he starts, is going to have a huge game. He needs one. He needs an absolutely brilliant performance to really turn his season around. I'm hoping this is going to be the game which we see him play at his absolute maximum. I don't want it to be Lacazette that's having to do that deep, hard-working role. I want it being our central midfielders. And it's probably going to be Xhaka and Partey. I hope Lukonga gets a start because he deserves it. But it's probably going to be those. Byron says, Tom, do you think this Alba thing has shown how split our fan base is or how deluded some fans can be? I hate the word deluded. Uh, I know it's not the intention. I just find that word a little bit strange. If someone has a different opinion to you, it doesn't make them automatically deluded. Um, it just means they have a different viewpoint. If they're putting it across in an aggressive, disrespectful, abusive way, then sure, that word can be more associated with that opinion. But anything that's different, I don't think necessarily brings out delusion. Um, what I would say is that Aubameyang has shown um, kind of the commitment against Arteta in some ways. I think that even when Aubameyang has clearly misbehaved, he's you know he's not been professional, the fact that there are lots of people still backing Aubameyang over Arteta, no matter what you feel about the manager, and I'm certainly someone who still thinks that a change of manager is probably the right path for the club to take in the future, I side with the Arteta because I think it's the right decision, not because of an agenda I have against or for a manager that I would certainly back someone just because they're in a different scenario. It's kind of like the Genduzi situation as well, or um, or previously, I think Meza Urzu, of course, and to a lesser extent, Urzu, because there was a lot of stuff on the side that was worthy of analysis. And then the Saliba role as well. So that's what you tend to find is that anyone that's kind of had a discrepancy or falling out with the manager, if, you, if you're if you kind of Arteta out, uh, a large proportion of those people will just immediately back the player because it goes against the manager, whether or not, whether it's right or not. So there you go. Um, let's go to Dimitri says, uh, no, Mitchell, the 20,000 comments doesn't include live chat comments. Otherwise it would be ridiculous. <laughs> it would be a silly amount. Dimitri says, Tom, while I agree with what Arteta did, I feel like this might go nuclear and basically get him sacked a la Emery and Ozil. Do you think that's possible? I think Dimitri, you're right. I think this could be, this is the moment of kind of Arteta's career. This is one of those big catalysts for change. It could either be positive and we move forward and we progress from here, or it could be the moment where the dressing room falls apart under Arteta. We will have to wait and see. Marcus says, what are your views on a keeper being captain? Ramsdale looks uh, like captain quality, like his vocal performance, but here a short time. I, I'm i not that keen on it. I like someone being in and amongst it as captain and leading forwards. I like the idea of a midfield captain quite often. Um, I think that's someone who's obviously integrated into the middle of the field and can orchestrate three things and speak to as many people as possible. Ramsdale, I think he's got leadership qualities. I don't think he's a captain. I don't think he's got... His conf he can be too overconfident sometimes and that leads to some mistakes. And I don't want that to be blurred by a captain's armband. I don't want him to be not accountable for some of the mistakes that he has made. You think back to the Leicester game, he got a bit overconfident, a little bit worked up with the crowd and then started kicking goal kicks into the stands. You think back to the, I think it was the Watford game, the mistake uh, that allowed, I think it was, it was it Josh King? I think it was that was played through and unfortunately, luckily for us, missed that open goal from a tight angle because of Ramsdale's mistakes because his head just wasn't 100% full concentration. I just think that their things, a young keeper, mistakes are going to be made. 
But that's also why I wouldn't give him necessarily the captaincy at this stage. But I, I think he's got plenty of leadership qualities, and I think he shows that during games, but I wouldn't make him captain. Uh, Mitchell, is Calvert-Lewin a unrealistic January target? Sounds more like drawn-out summer affairs. I That's where I sit with the striker thing, Mitchell, is I think that we will see... You know, we'll see this drawn out into the summer, uh, the striker situation. I'd be absolutely shocked if we went for a striker. Is it possible? Depends on his fitness because he's not yet played um, since receiving that injury of a, a broken toe. So we're going to have to wait and see how that injury progresses. Uh, Ades, what are your thoughts on Gabriel being captain? I like the idea. The only reservation is the reservation that I think most people have about this, which is his language skills and whether he's capable of communicating well enough in English to his teammates but some would suggest that you don't necessarily need that and some players have come into the country and that can't necessarily speak English very well and have been made captain of teams so I think you know it's one that's worth consideration but it depends on that communication still and communication for a captain is very important uh 24-7 positive well-being says Tom Bubakar Kamara and Tyler Adams and Dominic Calvert-Lewin is it a good summer I mean, Calvert-Lewin uh, is obviously who I would like to see, so yes. Tyler Adams, I think, is a versatile player who can play right mid, centre mid, right back, right wing back. I like him a lot. I would be very open to signing him. And Kamara is very highly rated, can play at centre back, centre midfield. So, again, another good option for Arsenal to sign. I think that there are other positions that we need to go for. Um, I think we need a backup. I think we need to move for a wide player. I think Nicolas Pepe's time at the club could come to an end. We will have to wait and see. But I think maybe a wide player is also something you'll need to see us kind of push for in that summer window as well. Uh, Jonathan says, have you read Tommy's response to the fans' comments saying White seldom passes the ball to him? No, I've not seen that. Tommy Yasu, Ben White. I have not. Uh... <laughs> okay, let's have a look. I found the article. Tommy Asser has recently revealed that the season, the reason why White really passes him the ball is nothing personal. It's because Ben White is a good player, he says. Often passes from the centre-back to the full-backs become pressure passes. I, pl I play centre-back too, and simple passes to the full-backs are actually the last option I consider. If the full-back is not under opposition pressure, I will play the pass, but if the winger is right in front, you'll end up caught by the press. So Ben White is a good player who doesn't play passes that put you under pressure. Interesting stuff. And I, I mean, it makes complete sense coming from the perspective of someone who's never coached or played professional football in my entire life. Um, but it makes perfect sense. And I think you see that with Ben White. He's, you know, he drives forward. He plays the ball into midfield or to the winger at times when Tommy Asu's kind of dropped into cover when Ben White pushes forward. It's a really positive move. And, uh, you know, it's great to hear Tommy Asu's explanation of it and his own understanding of the situation too. And you can tell that he has indeed played centre-back from that own knowledge as well. Oh, man, there's so many questions. I'm so sorry that I'm not going to be able to go through. I've been going down one by one, but I'm going to miss loads if I don't skip some. So I'm really sorry if I do skip your question. Keep throwing them in, guys, but I'm going to try and go through a fair few. Um <laughs> what time is it? It's 23 past eight, uh, Chris. Tom says, who decides these loan deals uh, at Arsenal? It's astounding that those Mavropanos-Gendouzi deals could get authorised. We're burning away the money that we need uh, for investment. Now, our loan uh, officer, if you want to call him that, is a guy called Ben Napper. Uh, Silent K, I believe it's Ben Napper. He is in charge of the loans, but actually has of late been very much praised for the work that he's done. The issues with Mavropanos and and he, I'm not sure he's very much involved in kind of the negotiation of the fees. 
I think that Ben Napper's more in charge of kind of the destinations of the loan players, where they're going to get the most benefit from, going and watching them progress, reporting back. I think that Edu is probably the one that's more in charge of the the finances associated with those loan deals, less so Ben Napper. Um, and in that case, I think that with Genduzi and Mavropanos, Mavropanos is a big mistake. I don't think there's any other argument that you can say that the three million pound deal is a big, big mistake. Um, and I think they have completely underestimated the value of the player there. Genduzi, Genduzi is a little bit different. Nine million pounds is what we're expected to receive from him. Is he worth nine million? No, he's absolutely worth probably more than double that in today's market. Far more than double. But it was a very different scenario where the the personality of the player, the situation of the player made things very difficult. So I have more of an understanding for that and his contract length as well. But Mavropanos, there's no excuse for the £3 million. There really isn't. That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Uh, Let's go to uh, Zach, who says, did you see the Felix links with Atletico saying that they would be willing to let him leave for a reasonable price? That reasonable price, still over £60 million, which is probably just just over half of what they paid for him um, anyway. So they'll want a big fee. I would be a little concerned. I think his injury issues are also a big concern as well to invest that amount of money. Um, but that might be short-sighted. I mean, let's have a let's have a brief look at Jao Felix's injury record, but I'm pretty sure it's it's not good reading for a 22-year-old injury history. Uh, yeah, I mean, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 injuries, and he's only 22 and he's missed... Three, six, eight, nine, eleven, twelve, fifteen, nineteen, twenty-five games, uh, twenty-two. So I have concerns. There's a lot of ankle problems. There's a few muscle injuries. I would be, yeah, I would be concerned about signing him for that amount of money when he's got that kind of associated injury record. It's just where I would sit on that. Uh, Rich says, question. Okay, this time when Arteta got asked if Aubameyang had played his last game, it looked like it stunned him and kind of got the feeling he might go in January, even if he takes away reduction. He didn't rule it out, did he? Um, I don't know how what's going to happen with Aubameyang. It is almost impossible to kind of predict what's going to happen with Aubameyang. I just hope that it doesn't derail our season. But as I keep saying rather satirically, if only there was a way that we could watch back this year and understand what's going on behind the scenes. Tulip says, Partey is not even considered by fans and club for captain and he is one of the most experienced players. Does this show his mentality? No, I just don't think he's captain candidate. I just think he's a marquee player. I think he's someone that's a good part of our team. But I don't look at him as a, as a captain. I just don't look at him as a captain. Uh, just where I kind of am on that. Stephen says, Tom, do you think the Aubameyang situation is the catalyst for improvement in the standards of being a reset at the club? I think, Stephen, it's going to go one way or the other. It'll either be a catalyst for a positive change in the kind of club squad mentality or it'll go the other way. I hope it's the former. Kershaw says, Tom, do you think that it's a crime? The only crime Aubameyang committed, um, or are there more to it than that? I think there's more to it than that. I think the statement alludes to there being multiple cases because it says the latest breach of disciplinary uh, regulations. And I think that word latest definitely gives a clue that there's been several issues. The Dane says, who do you want to replace Aubameyang? Uh, yeah, I agree with you, Dane. Uh, that's who I would go for, uh, DCL. Grandpa says, why did Arteta want to keep this private 
and glad he was told not to. Uh, it's ironic you say that because a lot of people have given him criticisms for making it public. I agree that the club were the ones that, you know, were the protagonists in making this more public because I think he wants to deal with things more behind closed doors. I don't think Arteta likes publicising our dirty laundry despite the fact there's going to be a documentary. I think he feels that it could derail Arsenal's season. George says, I think we have a lot of uh, players with leadership qualities, but who, if any, are ready for it now? Surely Lacquer till the summer makes the most sense. It makes a lot of sense, but I still would like to see someone picked with a view to the long term, but that could wait until the summer. Uh, let's go to Grandpa Soros, who says, I don't think we have the right uh, a right now captain. We have plenty of future ones. What are your thoughts? I agree. I think that a right now captain would be a Lacazette, a future captain. I mean, you could argue that Tierney is, but people have concerns over his fitness, concerns over how regularly he plays and whether or not he's in the right position on the field to be a captain. But I would be very happy if Tierney got it and someone else got a vice. I think the vice is going to be important as well. Uh, Maxi says, what's the fan reaction going to be if Xhaka gets the armband? Not good uh, on the whole. I know that Tariq yesterday said he would be fine with it. But for me, I don't think it would be a good reaction at all. Not at all. Uh, Joe says, make Jack Wilshere captain. Hmm. <laughs> Nasheed says, why do we only have 51 likes with 390 people watching? There's 440 of you now. Drop a like on the video, people. Show your support from the channel and the commitment to putting on these shows for you every single morning. Uh, Manu says, my question from yesterday, Sambi's best quality is his elegance. He used to be called the gazelle because he dodged tackles and won the ball smartly without muscling. Can he bulk up and stay Sambi? Yeah, of course I think he can. I think there are plenty of players that have added bulk to their game that are still elegant in their style. So yeah, I think he can, Manu. Uh, let's scroll down a bit more. Um, <laughs> three million. Yeah, not three million like that, Maps. <laughs> imagine imagine the infrastructure we could build with three million. That would be ridiculous. Studios, uh, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Maximus says, Amazon Prime getting all the spice they need for their documentary. Lifetime contract coming up, maybe? Yeah, I'd, I'd think they would ask to renew it for a second season after this one. 24-7 uh, Positive Wellbeing says, Tom, should we start playing a 3-4-3? Um, I'm not sure that the 3-4-3 is the right way to go after that win against Southampton. I'd keep it the same, push forward momentum. If we do drop you know, some points, maybe then is the time to be a little bit more experimental. Uh, Dirks says, what do you say to fans who ask for transparency but complained when Wenger kept things quiet? I'd say that they're hypocrites. That's <laughs> what I would say. Um, Daniel says, our latest pass map had Lacazette and Odegaard acting as double tens with no centre forward. Do you think that would change if we signed a centre forward? Absolutely. It depends on the style of the player. I think if you sign a Calvert-Lewin or an Isaac or a uh, an Ezri or a Jonathan David, I think that would show you that they would be very different in terms of the heat map. So, Yes, is the answer to your question. Uh, Gunners, what's the predicted lineup? My predicted lineup, what I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Ramsdale, Tomiyasu, White, Gabriel, Tierney, Partey, Xhaka, Smithrow, Erdegaard, Saka, Lacazette. That's what I think it will be. I think Martinelli may end up being dropped today, whether you want that or not. I probably don't, but I'd understand considering the rotation that's going on at the moment and that's needed. But uh, yeah, I'd say that's probably going to be the lineup. And he says, could the Abamyang situation be a blessing in disguise? Now it kind of forces us to buy an attacker. 
it doesn't necessarily force us to buy an attacker this season if Aubameyang stays until at least the summer. So we were always in for a striker. We know that. I don't think it's going to happen in January. I'd be surprised. I don't think it changes things unless he leaves. It will depend. There's not, This situation doesn't change it. If he leaves, that's what changes it. So we've got to wait and see. Let's uh, wrap things up there. As always, we do this for about half an hour. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe. I'll be back immediately on the final whistle after tonight's game against West Ham. So do join us in the chat box. We go through as many comments as possible with plenty of discussion surrounding the fixture. I'll be live in an hour's time as well over on the Arsenal way. Link to the channel is in the description over there. We'll be talking more about the Aubameyang situation and transfers ahead of the January window. I'm looking forward to going through there. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you guys as always and as always up the Arsenal. Oh, there's no 8am show tomorrow. No 8am show. I'm working 7 till 3 no show tomorrow morning. So just remember, I had, to, I had to tell you that. So sorry, but I am working from 7 a.m. tomorrow. So there will be no show tomorrow. Um, there will be a show probably at 3, 3 p.m. UK time. So if you're a Western listener, you don't have to wake up really early. Um, but three o'clock tomorrow will probably be the show. And um, fingers crossed, getting some of the original band back together for a podcast on Sunday after the Leeds game. Myself, Drew, Owen and John should be the cast uh, for the Sunday podcast return, which I'm very much looking forward to. It's been a while since us three joined up on a show. So very much looking forward to that. So yeah, no show tomorrow morning at 8am. So don't set your alarms for 8am and get up early if you're in the US or Canada or South America for a ridiculous time. Apologies, Um, but I am starting starting work from seven. So there you go. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, up the arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.